Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. John Ledyard from FanRag Sports and NDT Scouting, along with Trevor Sycamore of PewterReport.com, who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Trevor? Yes. How are you this week? Doing very well, sir. How are you? I am I am I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm 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 ready to face a new week of content, which when we last convened on Friday, we got off the show and I said to you, What do you want to talk about next week? And you said, I have no idea. What do you want to talk about next week? And I said, I have no idea. And so we were a little bit lost, which is usually the case, I guess. But we got so much we got so much feedback from doing the twenty seventeen stuff. Yeah. That we did. It, and it made us think, you know what? Let's just do previews for the 2018 stuff. Let's talk let's about do... how these rookies fit into things, man. Let's... Right, right. Because, like, I mean, we've, we've talked about that a little bit, but really going through it, I think, uh, situation-based. Because before, I think right after the draft when we went over each team, we really looked at kind of how the guys got to the team. We, got right. to, we analyzed the draft pick themselves. Um now we're going through this week and next week. We're going to go through the entire NFL again, and we're going to look through the, the draft prospects that just happened. But we're going to look we're going to look at them more of as an outlook of them as the player, their fit with the team. Uh, dive into that a little bit, and then in two weeks, after two weeks, yeah, two weeks, yeah. we're getting into twenty nineteen guys. Yep. Then we'll have a good base to start from. Already watching guys, excited yep. about it for sure. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the. The thing about rookies that's important to remember is that like we get all excited to watch these guys play, obviously, as the draft rolls around. But the reality is that we're not really drawn. Like, this year, when we talked about the last two weeks of 2017 rookies, you know, when they're going into their second year, that's when I think it really starts to get important for these guys. Like, what are they made of at this point in their careers? You know, year two is a defining year for these guys. Pretty much if anybody sucks year one, I mean, unless it's like a disastrous Deshaun Kaiser-like situation, you're not drawing any judgments or conclusions on them in their career. I mean, look how bad Jared Goff struggled and Carson Wentz struggled, and then they turn it around year two. You know, so you're always leaving that door open. I think um, so. Their last two weeks were kind of a lot of hope for what this season can bring for a lot of these guys. We're gonna have to deal in reality with this one. Like, we're gonna talk about where some of these guys go and and where they landed, and the, the reality is for a lot of the teams we're gonna discuss, there might not be a big impact for these. As excited as we are to see him play. Even if they're ready to go, you know, think of guys like last year, Buda Baker, you know, for example, like was ready to go and they just weren't playing him. And, you know, they had Tyron Matthew and they were rolling with those guys, Bethea and the, and the veterans, and then he gets his chance and he shines. But it just doesn't happen with all those guys. So um, sometimes they have to wait and be patient, uh, even if they are ready to go. And speaking of being ready to go, Trevor, guys, you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Bluechew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code locked on locked on is the promo code just pay five dollar shipping again that's blue com. promo code is locked on locked on is the promo code to try it for free blue chew is the better cheaper faster choice 
We thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. The NFC North, Trevor. Yes. The Minnesota Vikings, well-known for not playing most of their rookies the vast majority of the time. They didn't have a choice last year with Pat Alflein, but we didn't see much of Julio Johnson over the years. We didn't see much of Trey Waynes right away. Laquan Treadwell still trying to get his way onto the field. Some of those guys that's been deserved in some situations. Some of the guys do. I mean, we we saw Dalvin Cook starting the year. We saw Pat Alflein. So, we, you know, we have seen some guys are in their way onto the, uh, onto the field. It seems like first-round pick Mike Hughes is going to have to wait his turn, right? Terrence Newman's still here. Trey Waynes is still here. He's uh, His contract's up next year, I believe. Xavier Rhodes is here, obviously. Even Mac Alexander, who played in the nickel, he might be right. the fifth guy. Yeah. It's just a reality. Yeah. It's not an indictment of Hughes. I think we just probably won't see him play this year. That's the big question, right? How much is Mike Hughes going to push these other guys? And, man, for a team that made it to the NFC Championship game, and, and, and a team that's got Mac Alexander behind him, I, I wonder how much Mike Hughes plays. Now, yeah. I think the big, I think the big question here is how comfortable might the Vikings be putting Trey Waynes or Terrence Newman or a combination of a couple of those guys in the slot? Because I don't really think Hughes is going to play slot at all. Do you? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Either. I can't see him in that so, role. So if they're more comfortable, perhaps we might get one of these situations where it's like, okay, best lineup out there. You know what I'm saying? Right. And maybe they feel like Trey Waynes because he has the speed, might be able to keep up with guys in the slot, and that that might open the door for Mike Hughes and probably Mac Alexander to really kind of battle it out for maybe the left cornerback spot opposite Xavier Rhodes. But that's the only reason I – that's the only way I really see Mike Hughes kind of getting on the field year one. Um, and I like Mike Hughes. I think Mike Hughes is pretty good. But like you said, the Vikings, really talented team, not really known for playing their rookies right away. Um, right. You're looking, I'm just looking at the depth chart now, and unless, they, unless they're comfortable moving one of their speed guys into the middle, which yep. they might be, I don't know, it's going to be an uphill climb for him. Like, he would have to have a really good camp right to come out and and even be in the back of the coach's minds to have that outside spot. he would essentially have to be on you know and maybe he overtakes waynes at some point during the year waynes has had his issues but he looked better last year i mean the whole huge pick is because i don't think they're gonna hey he picked off the Wayne. bucks yeah that's true yeah yeah, yeah. he didn't have that great like the performance worst ball the throw i've ever I, I saw in 2017 was that a fitzpatrick special no, it was a Jameis Winston. Deshaun Jackson had him beat by five yards. I'm going to underthrow him in the end zone. Oops, picked off Trey Waynes. Yep. Poor Dude, one out. Bad. Poor one out. So I don't think we're seeing much of Hughes. We we won't see. I mean, we shouldn't see much of Brian O'Neill, both for no. Brian O'Neill's sake and the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, the where they're, where they're set up right now. Rashad Hill's their third tackle. Reef and Rammers are the starters. O'Neal, everything about him kind of projects as a project with high upside, obviously, for sure, but definitely a project. Um, so I don't think we'll see him play. I don't think we'll see Colby Gossett, the sixth-rounder, play. I don't know that we'll see Jalen Holmes play much with the Sheldon Richardson signing. Listen. That's your guy, though. Low-key. Low-key <laughs> low now. Low-key. I think Jalen Holmes has the best chance to play the most out of the rookie class. Okay. Well, Low key. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, but with Brian Robinson, I know back they're deep there. Year. I know they're deep there, but like I said, man, the Vikings are deep. Every they're a good team. They're a really good team. It's and possible. So I think I I think I just trust what Jalen Holmes can do, and I think this isn't a this isn't a really an, a knock on Mike Hughes. I don't mean it to be, but I think that Jalen Holmes, because of his his size and his ability, can have a lot of versatility, and they can almost put him in and out wherever they want to along the defensive line. 
And so I think that if they kind of establish any kind of lesser, maybe short least rotation along the defensive line, Jalen Holmes is a guy who can come in and have some versatility in multitude of different spots. So that's why I say that right. I think that he he again low key low key John low key. has okay. has has probably the best chance to play. I think that's a fair assumption assumption by you because Linval is going to come off the field on some passing downs. You've got Everson and Hunter off the edge, but Robeson has been that inside guy. I bet you'll see him play really limited this year. And if Holmes is a good camp and outplays Robeson, he'll play over him. The old veteran status be damned. I mean, we've seen Zimmer wants his best players on the field, period. So there's an opportunity there because they don't have a lot of passers from the inside. Um, the Packers, almost total opposite situation as yeah. Minnesota, right? Like <laughs> yeah, their first two picks real. are playing. Yeah. Like, J.R. Alexander and Josh Jackson are playing, right? I mean, I know they've re-signed Tremont Williams, but this dude's like, what, 39 years old? I mean, he's just been... You know, Quentin Rollins has struggled. Uh, Demarius Alexander. Demarius so Alexander is going to play in the spot in the slot, right? I would. We talked about this before. I think when we talked about Kevin King's second, we were talking about seventeen guys. We, when we talked yeah. about the Packers. We said Kevin King's got to play on the outside. Josh Jackson's not playing in the slot, so yeah. it's got to be Jair is playing inside. Um, you know, Rollins has played in there. Obviously, that hasn't gone well. Big reason why they drafted two corners. Randall's gone. Uh, who else was House was here last year? Oh, House is still hanging around, but he'll probably be. A, a cap cat. I would imagine he'll be cut. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, but the, I mean, you're keeping those three for sure. I wouldn't imagine mm-hmm. you'd bring in Jermon Williams unless you wanted him around here. Then it's going to be Rollins or House and they got a lot of young guys though. They kind of needed Jermon Williams around. I think at least to yeah. at maybe, least to help. Maybe that is playing, why. I'm telling you, after covering Vernon Hargraves for for two years, playing corner when you're you, like as a rookie, especially if you're trying to get these guys to start right away so hard to do mm-hmm. that's why i'm so impressed with like what jalen ramsey does you know just because it is so hard yeah. to start in the nfl when you're young at cornerback and so right. i think Tremont williams <laughs> maybe was almost just like a hey we're gonna start you in the first maybe six weeks of the season and then you're gonna pass a torch and you're gonna teach these other guys how it's done so chance to have a great secondary for sure for green bay and i think warren burks their third round pick he's gonna play i mean this is a guy who was a safety converted to linebacker is just a great athlete. He's not going to play early downs, but they get in the long and late down situations. They remember Joe Thomas a couple years ago. They had um, he he was he has been their kind of passing down linebacker. Martinez and Jake Ryan. That's not really their role. They're very comfortable taking those guys out, putting a guy like Burks and another safety on the field in those situations. Um, you know, going with a light personnel box. Obviously, some things are going to change with Mike Pettin, but drafting Burks, you're drafting Burks to play on passing downs and develop as a uh, hopefully into a full-time guy but if nothing else he's your nickel linebacker and it's a valuable spot in today's nfl let me tell you who's getting starting reps right out the gate for the packers who jk scott (laughs) right out the gate fifth rounder rarely do you see them beat out the competition what a leg he does have a leg he does no i he jk scott's a damn good punter yeah he, he launches them suckers uh but yeah he'll play Fifth round pick. What receivers they picked? You know, I was actually thinking about this earlier today. Believe it or not, I was like, okay, no, I don't believe you. Yeah, I believe. I was just sitting around thinking about the Packers. You know, <laughs> that's just how my life is. Just sitting around, I'm <laughs> thinking, afternoon, just sitting about I'm the Packers. Thinking, man, no Jordy. You know, like, you know, is it Geronimo Allison? Is it D'Angelo Yancey? Trevor Davis? But I think these three young. I mean, they got a chance, right? I mean, like, it's it's who's Adams got and the best chance. To break into that spot. I don't love Geronimo Allison. I never really have. D. 
D'Angelo Yancey, I never but, was really that impressed. I mean, I think Jamal Moore's super talented, but crazy raw, and he makes so many dumb mistakes. But he's so—I mean, he's super talented. So it is hard to figure out. I have seen very little of Valdez Scantling, their fifth round pick. I liked St. Brown the most out of all of them. This is his sixth rounder. He was the third receiver they took, though. It doesn't really bode that well for him. I mean, I don't know. You know, they, all three of those guys could make it, and honestly, none of them could make. It. I mean, Moore will probably make the team, but because he was a fourth rounder. But I don't know. You know, I'm gonna me, go with Valdez Scantling. You think he's gonna play the most? I think so. Just because I know that, just because I know the floor of those other two guys uh, of of Moore and St. Brown, and we we talk about the highs, we talk about the ceiling of guys a lot. But I mean, like you were, you kind of intro the podcast with, um, it's tough as rookies. It's 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 tough to, to to get your feet wet and uh, get a foundation. And if you have a low floor as a player, I mean, we could see what happened. You know, I I, w- I witnessed this last year firsthand with Jeremy McNichols. It was it was like, okay, they drafted Jeremy McNichols. They like him. Cool, great. First week of training camp, ah, I didn't get really many many reps. Ah, right. that's okay. They got Doug Martin. They got you know Jack Wizardy. They got all those guys. It's fine. Second week, he didn't get many reps. Ah, no, it's fine. You know, he's just a rookie. Third week rolls around. Okay, he's still not getting reps. Fourth week, he oh sucks. God, this, oh God, this guy's not gonna make the team. And then they yeah. cut him. So it's it's like it's within a four week span, you, you go you can go from being a rookie with a good amount of upside that you like that you're thinking about maybe two three years down the road to okay you just didn't make the team and we cut you. Yeah, you not know? good, not good at it's all. T- that that is a people don't realize that the you don't always have. <laughs> three years as a as right. these rookie prospects you don't you've got to at least be able to prove that you're worth investing in and so and i think that oh, man i like some of the stuff that Moore does but i even watch him at the senior bowl man it, it's like it just yeah you hit the nail on the head more and st brown are i mean more because he's just the he, the head case is there with him like, just you brain farts with him yeah I like it just happened too often it happened on tape he would like draw balls he would run like it, he they didn't run like complicated routes but he would run things well like the simple things well and everything he would make these crazy plays after the catch super feisty guy really good blocker which probably gives him a chance to make it but then he would like high point a ball in the end zone and go off his hands and like where he'd run the wrong route or you know he or he'd get caught up in like this fist fight at the line of scrimmage like he just is all over the place and and i heard that those issues were for real with him at missouri um so there's that type of evaluation with him that i think could keep coaches you know like until he figures that stuff out or if he figures that stuff out then with st brown you know there was talk that he wasn't a physical receiver for especially for how big he is and he didn't look physical on tape so i get it i would put i would slap st brown on the slot and I would have him work against smaller corners. It'd be really interesting, but I think and that's why I think Valdez Scantling's got the better. I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go with him. Go with the unknown. I like it. I like it. Let him roll out there. I mean, that wide receiver three spot's wide open. It's gonna be fascinating to see who yeah. wins it because yep. Green Bay plays three wide receivers all the time. So whoever it is is a legit starter, and we have no idea who that's gonna be at this point. Um, all right, who's next? Detroit. I mean, okay. whew. Another situation where, like, a lot of these guys probably aren't going to see the field a ton for Detroit, I feel like. You know, the exception, Ragnall, obviously. right? Ragnall will start right away at left guard. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. There are, he got every rep was at left guard. He didn't play center at all in uh, oh. OTAs. Oh. Yeah, or all OTAs right. in minicamp, yeah, I think. That's what I read anyway. Uh, he played right guard and center in college, so we'll see how this goes. I love Ragnall. I think he's going to be a stud. Um, nah, he'll be fine. So I'm not worried about him. He's plug and play. 
it'll be really interesting to see, A, do the Lions run the ball more, and B, Theoretic gets the third down reps, I'm assuming still. So good in that role. Legarrette Blunt, Carrion Johnson, kind of sharing. Where does Carrion Johnson? Where does Carrion Johnson fit in a running back group that has Amir Abdullah, Theo Riddick, and Legarrette Blunt? Tell well, me, Amir where does Abdullah he fit? does not fit anywhere. I'll tell you that right now. He is gone. Okay, that dude out of here. Uh, I mean Johnson is probably the most complete of all these guys, but Blunt is going to be great in short yardage, which is probably where a lot of Lions carries will come let's be honest if it's anywhere plus six yards they're throwing it right I mean this is that's their identity you know that's who the guys they've gotten are our pass protectors more than they are run blockers even up front so but um, doesn't that need to change I, th- I I don't disagree yeah not a hundred yard rusher in like since like 1986 <laughs> that's exactly right actually 1986 don't check the stats it's right don't check it uh yeah no I I hear you. I, I definitely hear you. I mean, I think that you're right. I mean, I'd like to see Tyrell Crosby in that starting lineup at left guard and get Graham Glasgow out of there, get Frank Gragnaut at center. That's, I think, your best five. But well, That's not going to happen. But Again, I, yeah, I don't know that Crosby plays year one. So we'll see. I mean, I would love for that to happen. I'm going to have to wait and see if he gets guard reps because he's not playing over Decker or Wagner at tackle. So, Does but, Nick Bodden make the team fullback? Here's my thing about a fullback, right? And I said this before when uh, who I forget what team we were talking about about a fullback, but I said if you draft a fullback, you're an idiot unless <laughs> unless you have a specific plan for them, which means they're making the team, right? Like they'd have to be terrible not to make the team. Oh man! Like you can't just draft a fullback and be like, well, we got ourselves a special teamer that'll never have a chance of seeing. Like we ought to have a package for a fullback, and he's the only fullback on your team. Yeah. So, and I think the team that I would think the least would use fullbacks is the Lions. Yeah, I would 100% agree I, with that. I mean, like, I just, I just feel like they play from shotgun. Just like that—that's what they want to do. They want to basically have the ball in Matthew Stafford's hand all the time, and they either have pass protectors or pass catchers as running backs. So then, wh- yeah. why do you have a fullback on the team? Right. So they drafted one. So something's changing. Nick Bodden, <laughs> very nice dude. Met up at the Senior Bowl. Okay. Great dude. All right. Uh, who else? Well, we, we saw, um, Tracy Walker. I don't think he plays at all. Developmental third round safety. I can't see him cracking the line. I mean, they got Glover Quinn. They got Taven Wilson. Quandre Diggs moved to safety last year. Mouse Killebrew is still here. Those are your top four. They like all think, those guys from what I've heard. I think on paper, Deshaun hand has a chance to like, you know, contribute, oh, but he'll play, but yeah, I then, guess that's right. True. I, I think like on paper he's got the chance with this roster to play, but it's probably bottom three interior defensive line in the league, right? Is is it's not it's not good. And hands not going to play on the edge more than like I mean most of the time anyway. So they have him listed at right defensive end here. Right, yeah, but that's yeah he's like two hundred and eighty seven pounds. That's weird. Yeah, not going to give you a lot of speed off the edge. <laughs> Rip. I mean, you know, Patricia's going to change up those fronts a little bit, but yeah, it's so true. He'll move around, but. Yeah, I, I, where does he help you? I don't know where Sean Hand helps you, man. I just don't. Run defender Another good can't game. get off blocks. Don't know where you play him. Yeah, run defender can't get off blocks and got no juice as a pass rusher. But I think, you know, you'll see you'll see the Lions' first two picks play. At least. It's not like a Viking situation. I just don't know that you'll see. Like, you'll see guys play. I don't know if you'll see a lot of guys start. And I think Tracy Walker straight up getting Frank Ragnow's going to start ruptured. all 16 games. Yeah, so. Ragnow's starting. Yep, I agree. How about Chicago? 
What do you think of Chicago? The, the Bears. Roquan goes in right away. I mean, he's your, yeah, he might be calling to. the defense. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, no, I agree. I think so. I think he I think he starts right away. Um He's playing ooh. a ton. He fits in. I think he's gonna he's Oh gonna, man, I was gonna say Anthony Miller's gonna play right away, but they signed Taylor Gabriel, so no, he's Yeah, not. interesting situation with Anthony Miller. You know, he can play outside because he's so strong and such But are a they gonna blocker. let him? Yeah, it's it that's what I mean. It's like Because I think they're gonna give Kevin White literally every single benefit of the doubt to play. Right. So that's the reason I don't see Miller playing a lot. That's the interesting situation. Kevin White has reportedly, stop me if you've heard this before, looked great in minicamps and OTAs. The dude has just been hurt hurt three straight seasons. It's hard for me to buy into him being like fully healthy, ready to go, and suddenly breaking out. Yeah. And Anthony Miller is polished and ready to go, and he can play outside or inside. So. You know, Anthony Miller's better than Taylor Gabriel, but when you sign a guy in free agency and you pay him money, you, you have to. No, he yeah, plays. You're right gonna right. roll. Let me tell He's you. Playing. Let me tell you, son. He plays. <laughs> as a, as a man who covers a team that has pulled this crap before, let me tell you, guys, son. Deshaun Jackson plays over Chris Godwin. <laughs> was that the one you were thinking of? I mean, that's recently the one I was thinking of, but I mean, it's also not Deshaun's fault. But anyways, <laughs> anyways. We'll talk about the Bucs anyway. What about what about James Daniel? Because yeah. this is an interior offensive line that's got Cody Whitehair and Kyle Long. Right. He they've said he's playing guard in that left so guard spot's Daniel's wide open. Play guard, so he's gonna take Bradley Soul's spot. So Daniels has to beat out Bradley Soul and Jordan Morgan, who was a fifth rounder last year. I mean, he's clearly better than those that, guys. That, that's easy. He's it's gonna all do a matter that. of picking it up mentally. I think he's super smart. No, that was I really love that interior up. line then. Yeah. And Grasso's Grasso's a good backup center too. I mean, so that and even Kush has played well, um, who's another backup at center and, and can play guard. So, yeah, that they've got a made in that interior offensive line. They've got a lot of depth there, too. So Any of the other dudes? You could Kylie have Fitz, two starters Jamal there. Wims. Nah, Fitz. I, I like Fitz. I mean, Aaron Lynch is here. Hicks is here. Bullard can play all over. Leonard Floyd. Javon Wims, wide receiver out of Georgia. He had some flashes, but it's just too deep a group at this point. Yeah, I'm not they sure got, like, where he fits in. They got like they got like 19 wide receivers on the team. Where where he would come into fa- is if Allen Robinson doesn't get back to 100, maybe red zone reps because that's you know he's got that he's kind of that you know everybody talks about a red zone specialty type of guy hardly sure. ever happens. Sure, but hypothetically, let's say it were, um, they might need somebody to step up in that role. I could see him there, but yeah, that's about it. Bilal Nichols, I don't know, bud. Good luck. Goldman and Hicks don't come off the field often, and they've got some guys behind them. It's probably going to be – but Nichols needs to develop anyway. He's got great upside, but he needs to sit for a while. How about the linebacker that we can't say his last name? Joel I. Joel I, I – I don't know. Just go for it. Just go for it at the end. I have been <laughs> He's got a chance to be a backup to Trevathan and uh, Roquan Smith, so – Oh boy, do I hope he has a chance so I can hear that. Uh, I hope he I hope he ends up starting. I hope he ends up getting rookie of the year. So you gotta <laughs> you gotta figure it out real quick. If he gets I hope he of comes year, out of the gate, gets twenty two tackles first game. If he gets rookie of the year and neither of us had him in our final linebacker rankings. If he gets rookie of the year, you gotta buy his jersey. He may get fired from this pod. I'll buy his jersey if he gets rookie of the year. There you go, folks. And I'll say his name ten times fast on the podcast. <laughs> okay. All right, there's the NFC North outlook for the 2018 rookies. Until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft.